Blog Talk Radio. This is that feeling that you get right before you pull into the water box, or right after you do your burnout, check them straps, roll your neck a little bit, take a couple deep breaths, you bumping it in, and you let go. Well, it's the top of the bottom, and you know you crushed it. You get the 500 foot out, you start beating the pedal out of that thing. You get to the finish line, you knock them, drop them, whatever you do. <laughs> this is that feeling right here. or opinions stated, expressed, or implied are not necessarily those of Wheels Up Radio or its sponsors. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Well, good evening, everyone. Wheels Up Radio, presented now by Remflex Exhaust Gaskets. would like to welcome you to our season-ending show. That's right. Year number four for Wheels Up Radio is coming to a close, and we are getting prepared for year number five. It's kind of like a, like a season-in-review deal tonight. Talk a little bit about everything that's gone on in Wheels Up Radio Universe um, tonight. And obviously, we are going to be speaking a little bit um, about the loss of the great Bob Glidden, um, pro-stock racer extraordinaire. Um, It's funny, when I think of Bob Glidden, I think of the very first time that I went to a national event when I was like nine years old. I saw him working on one of his cars and just thought it was like the coolest thing ever to be able to stand like three feet away from the guy. And then when he had his wreck at um, Sport Nationals in Atlanta, um, you know, the first thing he does, he gets out of the car, takes his fire jacket off, and covers up his carburetor and his uh, carburetors, excuse me, and um, his intake. But, you know, it's truly a great loss to the sport of drag racing, obviously. Um so we are very sad to hear of his passing. Um, one of the greatest racers in all of NHRA and pro stock racing. Um, won a one IHRA championship. And um, Mike, what was what did you say? It was fifty wins. He has eighty five pro stock wins, the second most in NHRA history, behind only one Johnson. 
He has 10 NHRA postdoc world championships, which is the most all time. Second is WJ with six. So um, he was a great racer. I remember my dad having slides of him when he had a super stock Cobra Jet Mustang and I think he had a hard top and a convertible, but he's been around for quite a long time. He debuted in pro stock in 1973 at the world finals. He got runner up. He lost on a whole shot. And from 1975 to his final championship was 1989. He had 10 post stock world championships and, Bobby, you know, I hear these different sports shows talk about who's the best, who's the greatest, who's this, that. You know, a lot of it, you're probably, if you ask 10 people, you probably get nine different opinions. But I think most of us would say, and you were there for a lot of both of them, WJ, Bob Glidden, end of list of great, greatest all-time postdoc racers. And um, he'll sadly... Be missed. Absolutely. You know, and obviously with the evolution of Pro Stock, it was a variety of different cars. It was a Maverick, it was Pintos, um, Thunderbirds, you know, the Ford Probe, everything, you know, that was kind of like the it of um, of that season. It was just cool to see them in a variety, you know, same make, but in a variety of um, vehicles, you know, gripping and ripping on that Lenko like it was nobody's business. And, you know, he's obviously he's well-known for Fords. I do believe he won one championship in a Mopar. I believe it was a Plymouth Arrow, but he pretty much made everything work. He tried a Chevy once at Indy, uh, did not qualify, and his wife, Etta, tried to talk him into going home because obviously they're very close to the track there at Indy to go get the whatever car he had been running. Apparently the story, the way I heard it, he thought anybody could make a Chevy run and run fast, and he tried it, and it didn't quite work out for him on that one day. But he's been – he was great. Obviously most of his career with Fords – Excuse me, he was great with Mopars for a period. You know, he was great in the weight break years, which was before 1982. He was very good when they went to the current 500-inch rules in 1982. So he literally spanned, you know, the gamut of rules and just everything. He's... Like I said, I consider him and WJ the two greatest of all time. Greg Anderson and a few others have been uh, Lee Shepard. But to me, when you say greatest of all time, you know, we don't know how great Lee Shepard would have been had he not been taken from us in an accident. But when you make a list of the greatest postdocs ever, to me, it's WJ. Bob Glidden, and then, to me, end of list. Right. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. But yeah, so again another another great loss to the you know, not only to the sport of drag racing but to the sport of auto racing, um in general. So, yeah, I can't help but think in a way, you know, obviously I don't I don't wanna die anytime soon, but when I do get to heaven I can't wait to see some of the match races <laughs> that are going on up there. Because right now it's Bob, Grumpy Jenkins, Lee Shepard, Dick Landy, and probably so many others. You know, a four-wide track, you'd need a, probably a 12 or 20-wide track to get all the greats that are up there. You know, there was a song, you know, I don't know when it came out, but it said if there's a rock and roll heaven, you know, they got a hell of a band. Well, if there's a drag racing heaven, they have a hell of a team, I would say, up there. You think they're fighting about the factory hot rods right now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if you built late model, like the factory cars, and patterned them after, you'd have Grumpy with a Copo, Gordon with a Cobra Jet, you know, Ronnie Socks with a drag pack and stuff, and there's, you know, so many, and I'm sure if it's like the way they were as a competitor, yeah, I'm sure they're probably griping and kvetching and going back and forth, you know, who's the best, who has an unfair advantage, or this or that. It's I gotta guess it probably carries over <laughs> into the afterlife as it did when they were on Earth. Right, right. Well, like I said, you know, a loss to the sport of drag racing and a, a loss to the world of auto racing in general. So. Yeah, and I know a lot of people that were diehard were and still are Ford fans or Ford racers, you know, to them they lost, you know, their hero. Because, you know, growing up or living where you do now, I'm, I don't know about you personally, but I'm sure you know a lot of people up your way that are New England Patriots fans, correct? Oh, yes. I work with about 25 of them. Okay, so I'm also guessing that if you're a Patriots fan, you absolutely cannot cheer for the Jets, the Bills, or the Dolphins. That's kind of the unwritten rule. And I suppose in pro stock, you know, the GM guys, to them, Grump was the man, and then WJ later on. If you're a Ford guy, it was Bob Glidden, you know, and, you know, bar none. So. For a lot of Ford fans I know, they lost probably their big hero. And, you know, we talk quite a bit about pro stock on the show, even though we're primarily geared towards sportsman racing. But I bet, and I've said before, if you talk to anybody that runs comp, stock, super stock, et cetera, they would tell you if budget and everything not an issue, they would go pro stock racing tomorrow. But for whatever reason, maybe they can't, you know. So both they kind of live vicariously through some of those people. If you were a Chevy guy, it was Grumpy Jenkins. Then 
WJ, and if you were a Ford guy, it was Bob Glidden. So, you know, it's a shame that, you know, Grump is gone, Glidden's gone. There's, you know, probably a lot more from the 70s, Dick Landy, Ronnie Sox. So, you know, Ford fans, they lost one of their heroes this week as well. Absolutely. Well, one of the things, the other things that we wanted to do tonight was just kind of, kind of reminisce about the year 2017 with Wheels Up Radio. Um, we are officially wrapping up year number four, getting ready already for. Uh, that probably made no sense. Ready already for uh, year number five. Um, we're going to kick that off January third. When we come back from our our yearly winter break, so um, we're not going to tell you who the guest is going to be, but you're going to love it. I can guarantee that. It's a gentleman that has been the subject of much conversation in the world of probably just drag racing in general, not just on the sportsman side, but um, drag racing in general. I guess we can just kind of leave it at that. But one of the, the coolest things... Um, that I took away from this year and it's been obviously the past few years as well, but it seemed to kind of grow into its own a little bit more this past year was the amount of um, involvement that we were lucky enough to get with people like yourself, um, Rob Keister, Kelly Barbado, Kelly, Kelly's Monday night uh, results show is just taken on a life of its own. And I couldn't be happier with that. Um, Kelly Kondratic, um, what an amazing addition to our team. Um, Rob Jackson, we, we kind of, sadly, we had these grand plans to do live from, um, the Gator Nationals with Rob. Again, he did an awesome job, um, in 2016 at the Gators and at, um, Indy, but, Excuse me, I'm a little under the weather. Have to bear with me. Um, Mother Nature threw us a big old curveball in the form of that stuff that I just cannot stand anymore. Of course, I'm talking about snow. And we kind of had to scrap our plans for the Gators. But, um, you know, that, that was one of the great things about everybody that's taken the time to get involved with us is that we've all learned that things happen. Life gets in the way. Weather gets in the way. Hell, traffic gets in our way. Um, but we we rolled on. You know, we made it into the springtime, um, started up the racing season up here and, you know, on the East Coast and Northeast and everything. And one of what I consider to be our um, marquee events now is our Wheels Up Radio live show from the uh, <coughs> excuse me from the Summer Nationals um, in Englishtown, New Jersey at Old Bridge Township Raceway Park, and we put together a great, great, great show. Top sportsman guys, and we were lucky enough to have Rob Keister and Kelly Kondratik be our hosts and our our ringmasters, so to speak. And I I definitely think that that show has grown 
that that part of our show has grown beyond my wildest imaginations. Um, S&W Performance Group was kind enough to come on as our sponsor for that event. Um, it, w- it was just an absolute blast, and we've replayed that episode um, one other time. And obviously you can download it um, at blogtalkradio.com backslash wheelsupradio. Uh, but again, that's probably one of our marquee events and not too long after that. And I always tell myself I'm going to take a couple months and not think about 2000 in this case, 18, um, kind of been three weeks later, I'm already feeling, what are we going to do next year? What are we going to, what should we do? What, what, what class should we talk about? Well, I spoke with the one and only Frank Aragona. So for 2018 at Summer Nationals, again, in English Town, New Jersey, at Old Bridge Township Raceway Park, we are going to go and dive into comp racing. So uh, that particular event has just grown, and um, I, I say it a lot, taking on a life of its own, but it's really the only way that I can um, describe it. And so we're looking forward to that. Uh, let's. What else have we done? Oh my God, we what have more like what haven't we done? Um, we did the first annual Cars for Kids um, car show at the State House in Concord, New Hampshire. Uh, that was sponsored by ATI Performance Products um, with generous donations from Coca-Cola Bottling Northeast um, in Belmont, New Hampshire donated cases of soda for the kids to sell. Um, Checkmate Pizza in Concord, New Hampshire, donated uh, 10 pizzas, again, for the kids to sell. And we raised about 400 bucks. We had John Card Racing with their top alcohol dragster that they compete in uh, Pro Comp Series on display. We had New England Dragway on display. We had the Eastern Hustler uh, top alcohol funny car on display. We had a a um, nine-second snowmobile from my buddy Dieter Anger brought his sled. Um, we had uh, a 1962, I believe it was, Lincoln convertible um, on display, as well as a um, Chevy Suburban that has a, it was a 1970s vintage. I don't remember the exact year, um, but it was my buddy Gary Rondo. And it's got a uh, dually rear end, a completely modern drivetrain. It still has the original air conditioning with the uh, with the center where the AC runs down right down the roof um, inside. And it was it was just an amazing event. NHRA Division One. My buddy Steve Rhodes um, brought one of the safety safari trucks, showed that off. Um, had a lot of people come by. Got some local media coverage out of it. Um, it, it was a lot of fun, and if you told me four years ago that we'd be doing the stuff that we are now doing, just from you know our little old radio show for a bunch of people that work for a living, I would have said you're crazy. Um, but it, it's been a great year. We've developed so many new friendships in the world of drag racing. Um, 
our Division One people are some of the best in the business, and it's an absolute pleasure to work with them. A lot of the tracks up here in the Northeast are welcoming us with open arms, management, everybody. Uh, you know, we've gotten involved with a lot of charity stuff, with the Race for Ronald's House. Um, got to talk to the son of one of the legends in my eyes. Um, of course, I'm talking about Brock H. Jr., um, his dad, Brock H. Sr., passed away, and we had the opportunity to speak with him, sadly. And I I felt really, really bad um, when we had this interview because it was the same day that his dad passed away, but he insisted on still coming on. So I think that speaks volumes um, about us. We've grown with our interviews. You know, people are taking a bigger interest in wanting to be part of our show and come on and talk about, you know, their winning um, events that they've done. We love doing the winner interviews. They're an absolute joy. Um, I just think that we've grown beyond what I honestly thought it was going to be. So with all that being said, Mike, give me your take on 2017 and Wheels Up Radio. Well, it's been, it was great, and I know it's hard to believe that I was looking back on Facebook. It has that on this day feature. You can see everything you posted or were tagged in on Facebook on that particular day, and we had, uh, yesterday, we, it was four years ago, we filmed the second test show, the one that accidentally went out live and we got the call in from the guy that won 9,000 races. And <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it, a lot of things in life, you know, it seems like it, sometimes it seems like just yesterday and a lot of times it seems like forever ago and it's, you know, here we are wrapping up the fourth season and I know, at one point early on, you had said you thought you didn't know how well it would work, and I said just, you know, stick with it. It'll get better, I would think, and I would, you know, you have all the viewership or listener numbers for a given week. I don't know if you went back to January of 2014 versus now, the amount of listeners I'm going to say it's probably grown quite a bit. So, and like you said, people wanting to get involved with us. And you said you've run into people that when you introduce yourself, you said, oh, yeah, I know. You guys are part of that Wheels Up Radio thing. So it's definitely catching on. And I know a lot of people have told me they love the show. They listen. If they can't listen live, they listen to the podcast and whatnot. It's in a way, though, it's hard to believe that this is the fourth year we're wrapping up and getting ready for what I'm sure looks to be a great year five and hopefully for a great many more years to come. Absolutely. Like I said, you know, I mean, our our team has grown um, with Kelly and, Kelly and Rob, Bob Bender, um, you know, I love talking to Bob. Brother Bob, 
that's that's what I call it. That's my name for him. That's my thing. And, uh, you know, he he brings not only some uh, some great comedy relief that sometimes we just need, but um, he brings a lot of knowledge and a lot of history to um, the crazy world of drag racing. You know, I've, I've also been lucky enough to become heavily involved with John Card Racing. Um, you know, get another great group of people, Sassy Racing Engines. Um, and now that we've grown with uh, Remflex exhaust gaskets joining us, um, we have a bunch more announcements that we're going to make on the first show, um, January 3rd, 2018. You know, we, we've been involved with... Drag Race for a Cure um, at Atlanta at Orlando Speed World, um, you know, to try and raise money for to find a cure for cystic fibrosis. You know, um, everything that we become involved in, we come, we become involved not just to get our name out there, but because we, as a group, as a team, feel that it's the right thing to do. So, and it's it's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, you know, some some people think Kelly's a little Kelly Barbados a little over the top. I tell you what, to do that result show, all the work that she puts into it, I couldn't ask for a better person to be doing that show. Um, I absolutely love her. She's like a she's like a, a little sister that I don't necessarily know if I wanted, but I got her and. <laughs> You know, she's become a great friend. I talked to her almost daily. And, um, you know, I bounce ideas off her. She, you know, if I need to find something out and I can't, she'll help me out. Her dad, Jake Barbado, um, has a huge history, actually, in, you know, the world of pro stock. He worked for the Grump. Um He's a, he's an excellent resource. Also, you know everybody that is part of our show brings something to our show. Um, let's take for example the U.S. Nationals this past year. Well, this year, 2017. Um, again, our buddy Rob Jackson was supposed to go, but work got in the way. So is life. Um, but I hit up Jacob Elrod and his sister, and I'm like, hey, look, how would you guys like to host our live show um, from the U.S. Nationals? And they both jumped at, at the opportunity, and um, it, was, it was a great time. We talked with them. They went around and talked to a bunch of people. We also got the opportunity to speak with our buddy um, Tom Fox, who races Top Alcohol Dragster. You know, we've been lucky enough to become – friends and with a lot of amazing people that bring a lot to our show and we're going to keep on growing and growing and growing and growing. So our good friend, Jeff Kondratik, my, my other comedy relief, um, JKR is going to be um, an active part of our show on Monday nights. They're taking over sponsorship of wheels up radio weekend wrap up show. So thank you to Jeff Kondratik. Um, you know, a, a lot of people talked about us at PRI because pro, right 
the Wednesday prior to PRI, you know, the question was asked about changing the tree in supercomp racing. And because we were speaking with uh, Graham Light, the chief operating officer and member of um, the NHRA board of directors. And pretty much the feedback that I got from a lot of people that I knew were at PRI was that that was a huge, huge topic of conversation. The fact that we brought that up and presented it to the man. And I cannot recall... I'm sure Rob Keister is listening. He could probably tell me. Um, but there was a gentleman who started a online petition because it was said to us, you know, if the masses can get the signatures together, get the people together, and present it, that they would consider changing the tree. So, um, I, again, I apologize. I can't recall the gentleman's name. Um, but... You know, I mean, so we we have an effect on some stuff. I really believe that. When you were talking about the four, five, six, whatever members of our team, you know, we all pretty much span kind of the era. You know, Bob was a racer. He was a tech official back in the 70s and 80s, you and I are kind of middle of the road, I guess, age-wise. Kelly and Kelly and well, Rob's the same age as me, but, you know, they can bring kind of the younger crowd, you know, as a point of view, I guess, from a racer to what it is. So I guess our team, as it were, which we are a team, it kind of spans kind of the spectrum of, you know, ages, we've all in some way or another been there, done that, and I think it's kind of cool that you have, you have Bob on here who raced in the 70s. I raced in the early 2000s. You know, Kelly and Kelly, they're a little younger than I am, not much, but they're still going at it. They're younger, so there's a, I don't know, even want to count the number of years' experience, you know, with our team, uh, we've all raced it one time or another, to my knowledge. I know you said you ran street back in the day, but all of us have been there, done that from different years maybe. And But, you yep. know, we all have kind of a pulse, our finger on the pulse of what is racing, and we can try to bring a product and a program and a topics and of interest and everything to the masses because some of us still are but all of us at one point have been you know been there done that so i think that helps a lot also absolutely all right mike i need to get a drink of water and uh let's take a break and we'll be right back Founded in 1959, S&W Performance Group is known worldwide as the leader in drag race chassis development and innovation. Their custom-built, award-winning S&W race cars are used by many of the leading NHRA and IHRA professional nostalgia and sportsman race teams. Their 27,000-square-foot headquarters houses a full line of affordable chassis kits, roll bars and roll cages, suspension parts, rollers to complete race cars, and much more. 
specialized Made in the USA bolt-on products by S&W Race Parts, CamaroGuys.com, and MustangGuys.com are used by do-it-yourselfers and professionals around the world. S&W Rod Parts are designed for use in custom cars, pro street cars, pro touring cars, street rods, and rat rods. Specialized components are also produced for off-road trucks and RVs. The commercial division, S&W Precision Specialties, provides water jet cutting, MIG and TIG welding, sheet metal forming, round or rectangular tube bending, and a full-service machine shop that includes custom-built trophies and awards. For more information, visit www.swracecars.com or call 800-523-3353. Just like drag racing, it's all about having the power you need when you need it. It's the same for your business. You need power to keep the lights on and business humming. That's where Power Technologies Electrical Contractors comes in. Your single source electrical contractor for all your industrial, commercial, retail, and fire alarm needs. Proudly serving New Hampshire, Massachusetts, and Maine, PowerTech has the staff and the equipment to get your project done on time and on budget. It's all about the power at Power Technologies Electrical Contractors. Call them at 603-898-4223. That's 603-898-4223. Or check them out online at powertechnh.com. Keister, your co-host on Wednesday night's Wheels Up Radio Live. Also, president of the Mid-Atlantic.90 Association and driver of the BK Race Cars 1964 Chevy Nova Station Wagon. And we'd like to wish you all happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year's, and we'll see you all at the track in 2018. He sounds so happy. But, yeah, again, Rob Keister, president of Mid-Atlantic.90, going to be co-hosting um, probably every other week in 2018. Um, you know, it's cool to have, you know, you're a, you're a now officially retired racer, but you also have your association. Rob's still a somewhat active and hopefully a little bit more active than in this coming year um, as a competitor and also as a promoter. You know, again, we go back to what do we have? We have racers. We have people that put on races and have a little bit more background, maybe not necessarily in running a track, because as we all know, everybody is the greatest track operator in the world. All of us think we are. Um, But, I mean, you guys got the promotion side of what you need to do to keep your racers happy, too. I'd like to think so, and you know, some, if Rob was here, he'd tell you, you know, there's a lot of times you feel like 
pulling your hair out, but at the same time, you know, at the end of the day, I can't speak for Rob, but for myself, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. I don't race any longer, but it still keeps me involved in some capacity in the sport I love, you know, as a promoter. And now with this endeavor, I guess, kind of in the media side of things. So it all keeps me, again, involved in the only sport that I've really ever been in and the only one I'd ever want to be in. You know, I didn't play Little League. I wasn't in, you know, I didn't play pickup games of basketball or anything. You know, the day after Thanksgiving, a bunch of us would go up to, uh, there's a little place not far from where I live now that we'd go play football, but, you know, I was never a big sports person. I was a band dork, and I'm not embarrassed to admit that. I played trumpet in high school, which is not quite a sport. (laughs) I enjoyed it, though, but, you know, what I do now keeps me involved in the only sport that I've ever been in and the only one I've ever wanted to be in. Right. Now, with a little luck, I've already spoken to uh, somebody. I uh, I might be doing a little bit more street eliminator racing this coming season at New England Dragway. Um, let's see. Third year, Cars for Kids at the Lucas Oil Divisional Race at New England Dragway. Um, the first year we did it, we brought 100 and, or no, excuse me, the first year we did it, we brought 70 four kids, I believe it was. Uh, two years ago, we brought 180-something kids. When I presented it to my director at the Concord, New Hampshire um, YMCA, said, I'd like to do it again. She said, sure. She goes, what would you like to do differently? She goes, pick one thing that you would want to do differently. I said, honestly, I said, considering it's July in New Hampshire, and it's pretty much hotter than the third level of hell that weekend. It never fails. I said, we, I think we should bring the older kids, leave the younger kids back. They have the pool. They have the, you know, the, everything, all their activities at camp. And she said, that sounds like a great idea. And so I went about my deal of chasing down stuff for giveaways for the kids. And, again, Lucas Oil products stepped up and was our primary sponsor um, for the third year in a row. So huge thank you to Luann Crandall and Lucas Oil Products. Um, God, the list of companies that got involved with this escapade. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Oh, everybody had to kind of excuse me. I pretty much have a pneumonia. So... I'm doing the best I can. I apologize. Probably not the best sounding host ever, but I'll make it through. We had Autometer. We had Pro Charger, Lucas Oil Products, uh, John Hale Racing, uh, Best of Texas Barbecue Sauce, VP Race Fuels, oh God, Brodix Heads, 
uh, Jags threw a lot of stuff in, as well as did um, NHRA Division One threw a ton of giveaways in. Again, um, Frank Aragona, same thing, threw in a ton of stuff. We had hats, T-shirts, stickers, pens, um, just everybody that became part of this event. Um, just an amazing group. Rockingham Boat in uh, Hampstead, New Hampshire, bought us two huge, huge coolers, like 60-gallon coolers, um, and donated them to the YMCA so we could have um, ice-cold water um, in the coolers. Uh, Irving Oil and Circle K convenience stores donated six cases of water. Thank you to my coworker, Stuart Dwight, for pulling that one off. Um, oh, my God. So many companies made it such huge, huge success. Eastern Hustler Funny Car, uh, Sassy Racing Engines, John Card Racing. So many great businesses donated to this, and um, I am forever grateful. I'm going to go and pull my file up on this because I feel like a stooge, because I know I'm missing uh, some. But, I mean, to take a, take on an event like that, you know, I mean, I'm not the only person to help coordinate the whole thing. Um, New England Dragway, uh, GM, Joe Lombardo, um, their ticket sales team helped us out immensely. Um, Dave Moan, everybody in NHRA Division One, my amazing director Amanda Newton and uh, Camp YMCA, Camp Spalding, YMCA summer camp. Um, Josh Upack were all part of this, as well as all the staff. All the kids were so well behaved. You know, all the racers that took the time to come and talk to the kids. Um, the Stalbas, we took pictures of pretty much every kid that we brought in uh, Tom Stalba's Supercom Dragster. Um, they got to meet a lot of the racers. They got to um, get pictures, autographs. They got to meet um, top alcohol dragster driver uh, Dwayne Shields he took the time and the, he gave them all it made sure everybody had a hat um, and he autographed everything that people wanted um, again Deb Bixby and everybody Eastern VP race fuels you know gave us um, more water we ended up having something like six coolers full of water for everybody um, it was just it was an awesome deal and I'm so happy to be part of that. I never pictured myself being part of something like that. So, I mean, we're going to keep growing. The only thing that's going to change really this year um, is the divisional and New England is in September now and we're going to try and get it set up so that we can bring the kids to the national event which is in July. Not sure how that's going to go but it's not going to be from lack of effort on my part. So, and I know um, we have a lot of lot of support out there. So, and I think, I can honestly say, I think 
we're one of very few, if not one of the only ones that does something like that. Give me your take. Bob, I can't speak for, you know, other people. They, I don't know if they do stuff like that out in California or Washington State. You know, every so often, like, um, when they used to have the show, when they, excuse me, NHRA Today, and they do coverage of somebody would bring a, you know, the 4-H club or whatever club to an event, and I don't think I've ever heard or read anything kind of like along the lines of what you've done that was terrible. I'm sure, I know it was a lot of work and effort on your part. Um, you know, I'm sure you saw it. I'm sure the kids loved it. Am I right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we have to remember that you're dealing with a group of kids that come from a certain socioeconomic background, not all of them, but a large portion of them, um, that will never get the chance to see something like they saw again. Um, I know last year, this year, we had kids that were begging their parents at the end of the day to take them back on Saturday so they could see more racing and they could see the jet cars. Um, I saw a few at the track, not, not a lot. I saw two or three kids um, from my program, because I also work at the Y. And, um, you know, I've, it was very humbling experience to me. You know, the first couple of years I got accused of doing it to stroke my own ego. Um, and I can honestly say that if you say I'm stroking my own ego by doing stuff like this, you don't know me very well because I do not have an ego. And I realized by saying I don't have an ego makes it sound like I have an ego, but I don't. Um, I put a ton of effort on my own time into doing this. I do it because I love it. I do it because I want to share it. Um, and it's just it's 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 fun. It really is just a ton of fun. It's a lot of work, but it's a lot of fun all at the same time. When everything goes off, and um, the fruits of your labor, to sound completely cliche, all come together, then it's worth every penny of it. Every every ounce of energy you put into it, it was great. And I'll do it until I can't do it anymore. And like I had said before, you know, even if, you know, out of those 80 or 90 kids, if you make two or three potential future drag racing fans where they really like what they see, and like you said, they asked her mom and dad, hey, can we go back tomorrow or can we go back next weekend or whenever the national event is and stuff? If you make, out of those 80 kids, if you make one fan, I'd say you, yourself, you definitely won. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're working towards the future. We're going to keep growing. Um, you know, like I said, the last four years have just been great. And, um, <coughs> excuse me, we've had a lot of fun. We're just going to keep growing, getting better, getting bigger, better, faster, stronger. And, um, 
I'm, I'm harassing my ah! my wife. My wife come crashing through. That's what that was. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, yeah, I mean we're gonna hi, Kanye. just keep growing. Mike says hi. She says hi back. Um, we're just gonna keep growing, and we can't ask for anything more than that. We we are lucky enough that we have a lot of great companies that have been part of our show, that are gonna continue to be part of our show, and that are. You know, becoming part of our show. Um, we're going to announce all of our new sponsors after the first of the year on January, well, January third when we come back. But um, tonight was just kind of a, a close it out. Say it's definitely been a success. It's been a lot of fun. I'm lucky enough to have the amazing group people that I do have on board. Um, except it's going to be very, very slight changes. I said, people are going to go on kind of a rotating basis. Uh, you know, some, some will be every other week. Some will be every once in a while when the schedules allow, such as Kelly. She's the, she's our crazy stressed out college student and that's okay, but we love her. So we're not going to let her escape without a fight. Um, New companies joining us, gonna grow. We're gonna stay. We're gonna stay the best. We're gonna stay the course. We're gonna do everything we can to keep the racers happy with what we have to offer them. We're gonna do the very best job we can to keep our sponsors happy. Um, we're gonna have a bigger presence in um, Division One. We'll announce that after the first of the year. Um, as far as going to the events and attending the events and providing updates and things. Um, you know, we're going we're gonna to rock it. And I'm still looking at my damn songs. They're not loading. Uh, people. I know. Hang on. This is what we're going to do. So I wanted to play this song because, to me, this is one of my all-time favorite Christmas song. So if you would humor me for just one minute, I'm going to pull it up and play it. I'm going to unplug my headset. I'm going to put my phone on speaker. I'm going to click on this button. And then I'm going to click on this button. And Mike, let's get a drink of water and we'll return in three minutes and 20 seconds. So this is Christmas. What have you done? Year you want to Yeah. 
Trying to do too much at once. That's okay. All right. As I said, that's probably one of my absolute favorite Christmas songs ever. So, still there, Mike? Yes, I am. All right. Yeah, that's, like I said, that's one of my all time favorites. Only other thing, I want to try and find one more thing because, again, my. Stuff is just not cooperating for whatever reason. That's okay. So we're going to do this. I'm going to take my head off. We're going to put this right over here. And we're going to see if this will play. Probably won't. Because it hates me. Oh, here we go. Hi, everybody. This is Kelly Barbados, the host of the Wheels Up Radio Weekend Wrap-Up Show. And I just wanted to wish all of our listeners a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and before we know it, it's going to be the spring, and we're going to be out of the racetrack. So get working on those race cars. Hi, everybody. This is... <laughs> Said as only could do it. So... Oh, you know, I'm, I don't consider myself a judgmental person, but a couple years ago, I... Read a thing on Facebook. A guy just started tearing his car apart to get work done on it to get ready for the season in May. 
it was like Mother's Day time. Like, it was even local to me, sort of Pittsburgh area. I'm like, dude, you missed two months of the season almost already. It's kind of almost late to get started, don't you think? Huh. Yeah. Well, I know, I know, uh, I know the Donald, um, Noblick has a, has a backlog already. So let the, let the games begin. You know, it's time to get through the holidays and crank it up. So, cause we're, let's see, we'll pull it, how, we're how far out from the beginning of the season. Let me get the calendar real quick. Like six, seven weeks to the winter nationals. Yeah, I think. God, I think there's already teams out in Phoenix. I went testing, if I remember correctly. That doesn't surprise me. I know in the past, postdoc teams would be done in, you know, Florida, testing this time of year. So, obviously, they're at a different level than us. They can't, you know, dilly dally around or do whatever. They have to be ready for Pomona, so, but yeah, a lot of, depending on where you live, like, up where I live, we had about three, four inches of snow a week ago. It's all melted <laughs> now, but you know, I said, I think uh, six or seven weeks from right now be tomorrow, the Winter Nationals start, so even though, you know, you might look out, depending on where you live, you look outside, you see snow, and you think, oh my gosh, you know, but Pomona will be just, you know, I know we just wrapped up the season at Pomona not even two months ago, but now we're only a little over one month away from starting out. So it just seems like yep. when I remember when I used to race, I didn't start till usually March. But, you know, sometimes it seems like there isn't really much, depending on who you are, where you are, much of an off season at all. And, for the professional teams, obviously they're most of them. If they haven't been out already, will be getting out testing very soon. I would think so. They have less of an off season than you know, like most of us folks would have or currently do. Well, yes, yeah, February eighth through the eleventh is the uh, kicks off the twenty eighteen NHRA drag racing year. Um, Luke Soil NHRA Winter Nationals presented by ProtectTheHarvest.com. So, I guess pretty much there you have it. I mean, we've had a, another fabulous year. Um, we've made a lot of new friends, and we look forward to growing even more and being the leader of what we do in 2018. My team's the best. I'll put them up against anybody out there, and we're gonna we're gonna rock it even more so. In 2018. Everybody knows well, what they got to do, and they do it. Well, if you put me up against anybody, please make sure it's not like a running running contest, please. <laughs> yeah, and we'll make sure they're not much taller than you either. Well, I'm I'm five foot nine, and so I suppose it wouldn't uh, take a whole. Yeah, uh, you're you're a dwarf. 
<laughs> compared to you, what, what are you, like 6'5 or so? No, I'm 6'3. Six, 6'3 three. Six, three and pleasantly plump. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I think most of us all get that way this time of year. Yeah, true. But, um, you know, I want to send a huge, huge, huge thank you to um, you, Rob, Bob, Kelly, Kelly. And the one other person that we did forget to mention earlier, um, who, <laughs> thank you, Dark Con, and good night. <laughs> Getting messages <laughs> from the beyond. Uh, you know, who who we're very lucky to have on our team is one of the best super racers in the entire country. Of course, I'm talking about the uh, 2017 Supercomp champ in, in, in uh, the Mid-Atlantic Don 90 Association and perennial contender anywhere she goes, Amanda Boychesco. When you have when you have somebody like that on your side, can't go wrong. No, that's it. You know, I talked about our team of people. Like you said, you know, I put them up against anybody. We have a team that, as a competitor at one time or another, we span the, you know, we're from, I think, uh, you know, from our 20s up to, you know, Bob, I think, is in his mid-early 60s Be or gentle. So, and Be gentle. <laughs> Uh, he's 53. There you go. So, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, on behalf of myself, Mike Carr, my wife, Tonya, my son, Elijah, um, John Card Racing, Sassy Racing Engines, everybody that has taken the time to be part of our show, the Kondratic family, uh, Kelly Barbado, Rob Keister, um, uh, the boy Chesco's, um, Iggy and Amanda. And I would like to wish everybody a very, very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year. All of you out there that took the time to be part of our show, thank you. And we will be back in 2018. To kick ass, take names, and be the best that we can. And I think you're going to like it. So with that being said, Mr. Carr, if you would be so kind. Yes, thank you, everyone, for listening. And Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays and Happy New Year to you. And thank you for listening. We'll be back January 3rd. Let's do this. Merry Christmas, everybody. Click. Click.